All right, Brian. So we'll go ahead and get started if that's all right. I um, truly appreciate you coming on the Job Stories podcast. The way we like to get started, if you don't mind, um, just kind of introducing yourself. So if you don't mind to just kind of give a quick, quick intro, what's your name and what's the, what's the current job that you have now? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on the call. Uh, really excited to really enjoy your podcast. My name is Brian Williams, and I'm the Chief Operating Officer of Aniscan, which is an electronic medical record company based here in Nashville, Tennessee. Cool. So COO, I love I love getting to talk to folks kind of at, at your position um, in your career to kind of maybe reverse and engineer how you got there. So because um, we kind of like to shed light on, um, I think when I was 20 and I would talk to a COO, um, I'd be like, well, I, that's cool for, for this guy or girl, but I don't know that I could ever get there. But you have a story and I'd like to kind of break that down a little bit if that's OK. Um, so how did it get started for you? Where did it all start? Yeah, you know, so uh, interesting story, and um, I really have always been interested in healthcare. You know, I kind of pretty much from an early age knew that I wanted to be in healthcare somewhere. I didn't know how to, you know, go about doing that. For a while, I thought that maybe I wanted to be a physician, but I always knew that I wanted to be in healthcare. And, you know, in college, um, I had a friend of mine that uh, pursued a master in health administration degree, which is a master's degree. And essentially that is a degree where, you know, a hospital CEO or healthcare administrators would get their, their training. And um, I thought, you know, that sounds like a great idea. So I went from, uh, from Texas to Tulane and uh, got my master's in healthcare administration degree. And then while I was there, it was really great because they had a, a residency, administrative residency, and I worked for a, a company called MaxCare Louisiana, which was a very small uh, health plan. And so it was kind of really at the advent of managed care and PPOs and all that kind of stuff. Got a great exposure to the healthcare side of, of managed care. And then um, from, from there, um, I decided that, you know, I didn't really want to go into the traditional a hospital route in terms of hospital administration that I was going to be more focused and I thought that I could get more exposure and learn more if I went into consulting. So I joined PricewaterhouseCoopers in Dallas, which was great. Started out there in revenue cycles, so did a number of different engagements and uh, and did then, uh, then I kind of felt like I had a little bit of a weakness in finance. And so I joined the M&A team with PricewaterhouseCoopers. Mm. So we did a lot of M&A deals and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm constantly learning. And so, you know, my desire to go to the finance team to really kind of put some some more skills in my bag, so to speak, was, was important for me. And it has been throughout my career. And then we, um, then when I, I proceeded through PwC and then as a manager, I joined the project management team. So we were leading large scale project redesigns and workforce improvement, um, you know, really focusing upon workflow. And it was a lot of different aspects, you know, from revenue cycle to supply chain to um, medical records and those types of improvements um, and large engagements. So we're talking, you know, a hundred clients or a hundred, uh, you know, consultants that I was, that I was overseeing and having direct contact with boards and, uh, and C-suite and all that kind of stuff. So from a PwC perspective, really great, great experience. Um, and then I kind of got the, uh, the itch to go to wall street. 
And so I was always interested in stocks. And, um, you know, in fact, when I was in graduate school, we had, it was like the advent of the internet. But so, you know, we didn't have phones in order to like mm-hmm. check stock prices. Mm-hmm. So I'd go, it was a small program. So I'd go next door and I'd check a stock price in the middle of class and then come back and, and get back into class. But I've always been interested in the market. And so I joined first UBS um, and as, as a sell side equity, equity research analyst. And uh, then our team was uh, was recruited by Credit Suisse, and then we went over there uh, covering mainly hospitals and the post-acute space as well as psych. And then from there, I got an opportunity to go down to Nashville, and that's how I got to Nashville. And uh, worked for a group called Avondale Partners, mm-hmm. and uh, worked as a sell-side equity analyst from there. And then while I was while I was at Avondale, I got an opportunity through one of my hedge fund clients who was thinking about an investment in my current company, Aniskan. And um, so he wanted me to go to, to meet the CEO and see what I thought about it. And, um, you know, we kind of hit it off. And I've been here at Aniskan for about 10 years and really have led the company from startup stage to really a mature, um, you know, growth-focused, client-focused, um, you know, company that has done really well and is really, really loved by our clients. I mean, we get really, really great reviews. Oh, what a great, what a great feeling too. That's so awesome. Um, yeah. So there's a lot about your story that I've got a few questions I'm thinking of. The first one is kind of as you were um, moving throughout your career, you talked about continual learning. That's something that's, I'm really interested to hear more about in terms of, is that something that y'all have um, looked at or maybe even taught um, a little bit at Aniskan in the 10 years that you've been there? I mean, are you looking for folks in Aniskan that are are curious about learning as you are throughout your career and support that, um, if that makes sense? I'm, I'm kind of curious how, how, um, you've continued to apply that even with the job you have as COO now, um, that whole continual learning, um, concept. Yeah. So, you know, I think that from my perspective, it's been very important for my career, um, to continuously learn. And as, as I talked about, and I kind of introduced this earlier, you know, I kind of felt like I had a weakness in finance. Mm. And so it's ironic that I went to PricewaterhouseCoopers, joined their M&A team, and then parlayed that later into a Wall Street career, Mm. um, in New York City. And so, you know, it's been great for me to do that and to really focus upon continuous learning. And we really focus upon that at Aniskan too. We hire A-plus talent that have curiosity and they want to understand, you know, greater macro forces in economics. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, from, from the benefit to Aniskan that that gives really is, is extremely important because, you know, if you have people who are intellectually curious and they're focused upon really your client needs, but they also understand other aspects of the business, such as, you know, where could we create a product that is ancillary to our core product that we could build up and we could utilize to grow the company. Mm. And so I can't do that on my own. Our executive team can't do that on our own. And so we need people who are on the ground, who are seeing things in the market, to where they identify opportunities for growth and um, and you know that's obviously beneficial for the company. But I think that you know, especially for your young listeners, 
I think it's really important to always be be learning, always have curiosity, and it's going to really do you well in your career. Oh, that's so good. Thank you for that. That's really, really great. Um, I'm curious too, now, this kind of idea of continual learning. Now, have you had a mentor in your career? Because throughout the changes um, that you've made, I was curious, have you had some mentorship or career coaching or anything like that? Or have you kind of found that's just maybe something you've been interested in um, as far as like continual learning kind of just personally? I was curious about mentorship for you. Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I think that mentorship has been proven, um, either if you're a mentor or a mentee, to be very important for anybody's career. A lot of times, if you're a mentor, it's more beneficial for the mentor than the actual mentee. And so I've done that throughout my life. And I've been with, you know, and, and it really is in all areas of your life. It doesn't have to just be with business, you know? Um, you know, early on in my career, I was a I was a swimmer and I swam for the University of Texas and Eddie Reese, um, who is the finest coach to ever, ever grace this earth, um, was my coach. And I um, am just uh, honored to have swum for him. He was so great. But what made him so great was that he uh, inspired you to be your best self. Mm. And he really loved you. And he really, you know, wanted you to do well. And it was really his his lead in terms of making you want to excel mm. that that really drove his swimmers. And that's the reason why he's got 15 national championships mm. under his belt. But um, you know, as I as I went from my athletic career into business, um, one of the first things that I did when I was with PricewaterhouseCoopers was to become involved with Trinity University in San Antonio's Master in Health Administration program as a as uh, the the lead administrator uh, administrator for their um, administrative re residency program. So I would coordinate going down there and interviewing residents. Now they had a one-year residency where they could come to work in PricewaterhouseCoopers, get, get great exposure. And so they were with us for a year. And many of those folks that I mentored and coached have gone, gone on to be hospital CEOs and, um, and partners and consulting firms and had very great careers. So mm. from my, my perspective, you know, it has been just, absolutely awesome when i reconnect with them after you know 10 or 15 years and look back on their career and say wow you know i had a piece of that you know it was really it's really satisfying for me to to see that you know really gave them an opportunity and they've they've done really well and you know in our current firm uh anascan you know we we do a lot of that you know it's extremely important for us in order to establish a culture to where there is growth opportunities for people, you know, from a human resource perspective. But also, you know, I think that it's also important for me to have a personal relationship with folks. And, and you know, we've kind of created almost a family environment here to where we really care about people. And if you do that, you're ultimately going to be more successful. Mm, that's awesome. I love that. And I, I'm, I'm so thrilled you touched on sports, too, and swimming. Um, there's another, uh, another healthcare executive in town named Kyle, uh, Duke, who's been on the podcast and we talked about this at coffee one day, but I, I'm a big believer in the things that you can learn in sports at an early age. 
that mm-hmm. um, impacts, you know, um, kind of who you can be in your career too. And the thing that I think I learned the most in sports was maybe even failure, which is a little scary to talk about, but like this idea of being able to um, handle failure well, because we are going to fail sometimes. And I, I, I attribute that, I think, to sports. Do you relate to that a little bit as well, just through your sports background? Yeah. So um, there's a lot of different ways I can go with this, but I'm going to start by saying as an athlete, I didn't want to win. Mm. I hated to fail. Mm. And so getting beat was worse than winning. Mm. And so, you know, um, from, from my perspective, you know, um, it was, uh, is, is important to, to, to fail and and that comes in a lot of different different areas um you know whether you know you're in, in a race or you're in a situation to where you are um you know not having a good day um mm-hmm. and persevering um and moving forward i think that that's great great lessons i think sports mm-hmm. has you know for me and other people who i see that have an athletic background you know i know that they're resilient and they are they've got grit and they can work hard and um and so those are all things from a sports perspective you know that i parlayed into into my career but really you know if you if you look at organizations and failure most organizations will say listen you have to have a nimble team that um that is or a portion of your company that is nimble enough to try out new things and fail fast and fail forward and by failing forward i mean to learn from those mistakes and so mm. you're not going to nail everything right away mm. you know you're going to have some projects or you're going to have some opportunities that perhaps don't go well and so um it's important mm. to 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 uh to try new things and uh and that's where a lot of companies in the United States and in the world have have you know maybe thought you know hey this is going to be a great idea for a company from a macro perspective and they go for it and you know the company that they start is not necessarily the company that it ends up being and so there's mm. some failures but they get it right mm. by going through the process mm. that you're I'm honestly just being having heard this firsthand and I'm thankful for that because that's a good reminder because I think even for us we do have a bit of an entrepreneur um, audience for this podcast and I think even for me personally I needed to hear that today because that's we we've done a lot of that we've done a lot of let's try it let's maybe let's do it this way or let's do it that way and some have not gone well but at least we tried and I I do like to think back to like almost you said it but in kind of grown up playing sports like there's some days you don't you don't feel like getting up and going to practice but it's almost like those are the days where you got better you know and so learning that grit and i i love to hear that y'all are championing that at your business too um well yeah uh, you know mason i don't i'm sorry to interrupt you but you know being an entrepreneur and being an athlete is very similar mm. you know there are some days when it's hard mm. you know um and i know this from my experience with anaskin there were many times in which you know, we were at a point to where, you know, we had to cut back on executive salaries in order to make payroll for the mm-hmm. rest of the team, you know? And so it's like, you know, you need to find ways, especially when you're in a startup and for, you know, your viewers out there that are struggling or even wondering if they should start a company, um, 
you know, I would always say, yeah, go for it. You know, go out there, do the do the due diligence, get the data in terms of what you're looking to do, and then go for it. Because there is no greater way to wealth creation in this country than starting your own company and creating, um, you know, making your own mark. Mm, that's so good. And I will say too, I'm curious, this is a, probably one of my final questions for you. Thank you for sharing that as well. That's, I love that. And I, I guess has, um, has your, I, I, for a lot of the entrepreneur thoughts that, um, like when things aren't going really well, I think I try to come back to like why we're doing what we're doing. Like, like what's my, why, what's our, why my brother is our other co-founder. What's our, why? Um, and I, that has changed so much. I'm 32 now and I can, I can tell you it, that's changed a lot, even in the last few years. Has your, mm-hmm. has your why changed kind of from or, around your career path um, throughout the years from changing in jobs to starting um, growing a business like Aniscan? Um, I'm just curious on kind of, kind of emotionally how that's gone for you throughout your career as well um, and building a company like you have. Yeah. You know, I think that for me, I just like to, to, um, to look at the big picture, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, there's there's times where you can can feel overwhelmed in your job or you can feel like, you know, things are not going well. But I always like to uh, to look at the big picture and it helps to kind of go back to some of your mentors and some of your friends who can kind of lift you up and say, hey, listen, you know, you're doing a great job mm-hmm. and you know, you're on the right track mm-hmm. and have those touch points with people when you do go through those lows in your career. But, you know, for me, I've always been, you know, my career is not typical, you know, from to go from consulting mm-hmm. to Wall Street to mm-hmm. then uh, running companies. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, your traditional uh, job path. So I appreciate you having me on today to kind of explain it. But from my perspective, um, it's put a lot of tools in my toolkit to really kind of focus upon like, hey, I've got a lot of things to offer. And, you know, from here, you know, I'm going to do great things in, in operating companies. Mm. The other thing that I'd say is that you know, when when I hear from our clients and I go and spend a lot of time with our clients, you know, in a, the executive level, level leadership and even, you know, we'll, I'll go down and I'll assist and and meet with the, the folks who are using our software um, and, uh, you know, the, the CRNAs and anesthesiologists. Mm-hmm. And when I run into them, they always say, you know, Brian, Aniscan is such a great program. It really helps us a lot. You've really focused upon the workflow that we do to make our lives easier, to reduce the administrative burden so that we don't have to go back and we don't have to chase down incomplete medical records. And it just makes, you know, makes our life easier so that we can focus on patients. And so when I hear that kind of thing, I'm like, wow, this is just all worth it. You know, this is really great because this is why we do it. And that's why I'm in healthcare is, you know, healthcare is a, is a very, very broken system Mm. and it's uh, very expensive. There's barriers to access, but there's a lot of companies that are coming out right now and funded by great VCs and private equity firms that are really changing that and are really assisting to improve access quality and, uh, and cost. Mm. And so uh, from, from, you know, I'm kind of getting a little bit off topic here, but, but, you know, 
if you if you if you get to the point to where you're focused upon the uh, the true things that matter, which is what you're doing, what your clients um, are focused on, and they give you some feedback that you're on the right path, that's worth it to me. That's good. That's really good. That I love that. Yeah, there's that kind of that affirmation of what you're doing is is changing a life, right? Or changing lives or touching somebody else's story. You're spot yeah. on. I love that. Um, well, if it's okay, um, for folks that hear the podcast, if, uh, you're okay with it, is there any way they may can reach out to you? You can also say no, but if the, is there a way folks can touch base with you after hearing the podcast, if you're okay with it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, um, I, I love talking to folks and I love talking about, you know, macro issues and healthcare and, and, uh, I'd love to, to help anybody too. You know, if you're, if, uh, you're, you're, uh, somebody who's interested in some of the things in my background and you'd like to, to, you know, talk to me more about that, certainly reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find, although I have a very common name. So you might want to put in Brian Williams, like Aniscan, A-N-E-S-C-A-N. That's helpful. Um, And, uh, you know, also Mason, feel free to tag some of my contact information along with this podcast as well. Sure. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. I, I'm thank kinda, you for your I'm time. I'm old school, so, you know, hey, I still use the, the, the telephone. Love it. I love that so much. I, in fact, that's, you know, we talked on the phone yesterday. I was like, you're the first guest I've done that with prior, that I didn't actually know prior. And yeah. I was like thrilled. I was like, I love this guy. I already love him. So, <laughs> no, thank you again for your time. We appreciate it. This is fantastic. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you, Brian. Okay, thanks for having me, awesome. Mason. Take care. Have a great day. See ya. Bye.